Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hey everyone, it's Nikki, the Communication Coach. I hope you're having a great day, whatever you're doing. And today I would like to talk about how to use the gift of a pause, which sounds a little bit weird perhaps, and you're perhaps thinking, why on earth would I want to use a pause in my conversations? Now, in my negotiation world, the we know that using silence is very effective. And in my coaching world, I know that silence is very effective. And actually in general conversation, When I'm talking to people and I just pause and I give them silence, I know that's very effective because what it does is it fills the conversation. Now, there's a couple of reasons why this happens, which I'll go into a little bit later, but I want to just go over why I'm going to talk about this today. So I listen to Oprah Winfrey. If you listen to some of my podcasts, you probably know that already. I'm a big fan of Oprah and she was having a discussion Uh, with a gentleman whose name I can't remember, but he said, and then I used the power of the pause or the gift of the pause. And I thought, gosh, that's a really interesting expression because I've always known it as a silence. I've always known it as an effective silence or a powerful silence or a, a silence that allows other people to talk. And by that, we mean that when you stop talking and you're listening properly, then you can use silence to your advantage. And how it works is, as humans, we love to fill the gap. And if you listen to the o- your own conversations that you have with your friends or your relatives, you know that there will be lots of people that you speak to who like to fill the gap and are not comfortable with silence. And, it, and it's quite interesting because in our lives, the people we're most comfortable with ironically we spend most of the time in silence with and I don't mean that in a negative way but if you think about your intimate relationships with your family and your friends and the people that know you well often you can just be in silence and you don't have to fill the gap and you don't have to talk and you will just sit with each other enjoying the moment together as as human beings Uh, you might be watching a film together or you might be having dinner together but you don't feel uncomfortable or awkward in that silence And when we meet people or or we go out with friends or we're having a conversation with somebody, we don't like the silence. Try it out. Try it out today and just don't speak. So when somebody else is speaking, just stop speaking and see what they do and hold the silence. It also allows your brain to catch up with your words or your mouth, as I should say. You've probably had times in your life whereby you have said things, said words in the middle of conversations in the middle of an argument or a heated emotional discussion and thought, I really wish I hadn't said that. In fact, you might even have had times when you have been standing there listening to what the other person's saying and your little voice inside your head is going, don't say that, don't say that, please don't say that, and you still say it. And what happens is there's consequence to what we say and we're more likely to say something hurtful or unkind because we haven't thought about it. And the other thing that, having a pause or a silence does is it allows you to stop saying what you're about to say I don't know about you but I and I do this myself I often hear people say you know so for example if you're a parent 
and in your frustration your your kid does something your your kid uh let me give you the example of meg this week so she went out to clean the chickens in brand new shoes and we we're off to a christening the brand new shoes get covered in mud now she knows the consequences of the action i can tell by the way she was carrying them and trying to hide them by the front door so that nobody would see but my immediate thought was what did you do that for you know that's a, how could you not think that that would be a ridiculous thing to do take your brand spanking new shoes on go outside walk in the mud and get them covered in mud now she that is not a deliberate action from her that is an action where she hasn't thought about the consequences and me saying that to her now she has already worked out the consequences is not going to help and will cause an emotional reaction from her uh, because she'll be on the defensive so we become defensive when we know we've done something wrong and we've been found out and we feel threatened it's your inner instincts to run or fight and she will become defensive now because I'm saying it. And because of the way she's behaving and, and trying to hide the shoes, I know that I'm going to get a defensive reaction. So the power of the pause or the gift of the pause allows me to stop before I say, what did you do that for? And then get that immediate reaction of, well, I didn't do it deliberately or, or whatever it is. And I know, I know how childish I can be when somebody says to me, what did you do that for? And I'll give an immediate sarcastic reply. Well, I did that deliberately just to really annoy you. Because I'm now in emotional brain and in emotional conversation. And by pausing and slowing down and stopping and thinking about what I'm going to say next, I can stop what I'm going to say, which will stop the confrontation from the other person, which will stop the conversation becoming a very emotional one, where actually it doesn't need to be one. So instead, what I said to Meg was... I noticed you got a lot of mud on your shoes. Did you wear them out for the chickens? And she went, yeah. And I said, oh, did you not realise it was going to be really muddy out there? And she went, no, I, I didn't realise. Otherwise, I'd have worn a different pair of shoes. So she already knows the consequences to the action. And I don't have to reinforce that and have that emotional conversation where we both become at loggerheads. But that's what was going through my brain was, what did you do that for? Did you not think? So instead of saying it out loud, it just stops you. Now, when you pause, often people will fill the gap. And they fill the gap with what they were actually going to say or why they've actually done something. And listening to Meg talk about her teacher, she has a, a child in her class who's a little bit naughty or, or who is perceived as a little bit naughty. Maybe she's not a bit naughty, but she, when, when she's asked by the teacher what she's doing, she tells the teacher what she's doing. And the teacher reacts in a negative way. So rather than just, so all the other kids have learnt to stay silent. So if the teacher says, what are you doing out of your chair? They just all say, uh, most of the other kids go, oh, sorry, miss, and we'll go and sit down. Now, I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm not passing any judgment at all. I'm just saying I find it fascinating that there's one child who actually tells the teacher what they're doing and they get in trouble for it. And I, I, I don't know the full set of circumstances. Of course, I only get... Meg's story when she comes home and talks about it but I find that a little bit odd but as an adult that's what we do and I see parents do it and I see myself doing it and I see teachers doing it you ask the child what they're doing when you give th when they give you an answer which is a logical answer to them we get frustrated because then we feel that they're answering back so we say don't answer back and they're like I don't understand you asked me a question I'm not answering back I'm telling you what I'm doing and now I'm in trouble for it 
And so there's that confusion. So so they learn to be on the defensive. They learn defensive behaviour. If they think they're going to get into trouble, they learn, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm either going to tell a lie so I don't get caught out or I'm going to deny it or I'm just not going to say anything. I'm going to sit down because it's not worth the, the trouble. Whereas the power of the pause, before you go into that immediate, what you're doing that for, in that, and, and it's more of an aggressive, challenging tone, is just to think about, actually, what are you doing? Why, why are you out of your seat doing that right here, right now? And to ask for the explanation, oh, I see you're out of your seat. And then just hold it. Yeah, I'm out of my seat because I'm, I, I, I saw that, that Johnny over on the other side of the table didn't have a rubber, so I was just going to give him the rubber. Okay, great, lovely. And now I know. So I haven't jumped to a conclusion, which we're all really good at. We're great at jumping to conclusions, whereas that pause just allows us to take that breath, to take that step back and go, okay, I'm making an assumption. What is really happening here? And to ask the question in a lot less of an aggressive way so you don't have that emotional conversation. Now, this week here in the UK is Mental Health Awareness Week. We had the Royal Family talking for a minute today on mental health challenges and, and illness, which is brilliant. And I've learned that when we deal with people in crisis, people who are having a mental health illness crisis, then often pausing and allowing people to speak and allowing people to vent and rant can really help. Just get it out there, to just get it out there. And as long as you don't come back with another attack, then that will calm itself down. Please don't ever say to somebody, calm down. That is one of the worst phrases you can ever say. If somebody's really emotional and you say to them, oh, calm yourself down. You know, every Well, my immediate reaction, and perhaps this is just me, but I'm sure some of you can relate to that, is I am calm. Don't tell me to calm down. I'm already calm. And actually, we're not because, of course, we're an emotional brain. But if somebody had done something differently and let us vent, you know, it's, it's hard to be angry for a long time. It's very tiring. So people will only vent and be angry for a specific period of time and then they'll calm down. Of course, they might go up and down. Absolutely, we expect that. But, you know, when I talk about people in crisis, we all have crisis on a day-to-day basis or a week-to-week basis. Maybe it's just me that has them on a day-to-day basis. When we become something happens in our lives and it distracts us, it can be frustrating. It can take us off the, you know, like getting a puncture in your car or... Uh, a meeting has been cancelled, it throws you out, your train's late. So we all have like mini little crises. And then we obviously through to the bigger ones where we lose people that we love or we have a, a real conflict with somebody, an emotional challenge in our lives. And again, using that power of silence when you are talking to somebody, even if you disagree with what they're saying, just letting them have their say, letting them speak, using that silence, keeping that inner dialogue inside your head rather than just blurting out and saying what you want to say especially if it's challenging, can keep the conversation at a nice level pace. So actually, the gift of a pause is incredibly powerful. It allows you headspace to not say what you're about to say. It allows the other person's space to continue the conversation. And often when people fill in the gap, they tell you or they add to and clarify what they were saying before. Which, again, if you're making an assumption or drawing your own conclusions about what you think they mean, that will help you to see what they really mean. And they will fill in the gap. And I always remember a lady called Jane who works for Hear Us in Croydon, who are a mental health awareness charity, who all the people that work there have mental health illness and they all help other people. 
And I remember Jane saying to me, you know, sometimes, Nick, when I talk to people, we've had quite an emotional conversation and I can hear that the other person is tired on the other end of the phone. I just say to them, I'm just going to take a break myself. I don't know about you, but I found that quite a tiring conversation. But I'm here. I haven't gone anywhere. If you want me, just speak to me. But I'm here now just sharing that space for you or with you and you're not alone. And I just thought that was such a lovely, beautiful way of showing somebody you care and that you are there for them without all of that judgment, without all of the advice, without cutting over them, but just being in the moment. And I always, I always cherish that conversation I had with Jane and that she helped me to understand that a little bit more in such a simple and natural form. So think about where in your life you could use a pause. Think about where you automatically draw a conclusion or an assumption about somebody because your brain is running quicker than your mouth and you're saying things and you're over-talking. And rather than just taking that step back and using the power, the gift of a pause to allow somebody the space and the freedom to speak without any judgment. So that's the podcast today, how to use the gift of a pause. It's such a simple thing, but it's, if you listen to the conversations around you, you will see that it's not often used. And actually when it is used, it makes such a difference to the other person. And it's such a small thing for us to do. But until we become more consciously aware of the way that we communicate and being in a space and being in a present moment with other people, it's very hard for us to do that. Okay, I hope you have a great day for the rest of the day, whatever you're doing. And I look forward to catching up with you next week. Please leave any comments. If I can help you with any specific subject, then let me know. Otherwise, enjoy the rest of your day and I'll speak to you soon. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Comms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon.